0: Welcome to Live Healthy Now with Nicola Mercer, a weekly show helping you get clear on the power of building sustainable, healthy habits to live the happy, strong life you are craving. It's time to stop waiting for happiness and burning yourself out trying to reach it. Each week we'll share insights into the world of health and wellbeing to help you learn which habits are the right ones for you without the overwhelm and confusion you feel right now. It's time to strip back and lay out the truth about why taking better care of yourself is the answer to the happy life you're striving so hard to create. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Live Healthy Now. I'm so excited today to bring you our first guest of the new podcast series, who's going to speak to us about something really important and really powerful, which is Taking care of yourself through what you eat, and really diving into the impact that your emotions and anxiety can have on your diet and your weight and how you feel in yourself. So today I've got Ashley Colotta, who's joining me from Texas, and she's going to share a lot of her wisdom and how she works in her accountability programs with you. So hi, Ashley. Thank
1: you so much for having me. Do you know how exciting it is to be the first guest? I mean, that's an honor. Thank you.
0: You're very welcome. Yeah. And it's great to have you here. So just to get started before we dive into what you do and what living healthy means to you, I just wanted you to share what your one healthy habit is that makes the biggest difference in your life.
1: Sure, I think one thing that I had to learn um, that I I want everybody to know is don't restrict your food throughout the week because what that's gonna do is that's gonna set you up to binge eat and emotional eat and almost be rebellious on the weekend if you're not eating enough and you're not eating balanced meals throughout the week.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, because so many people do go at it it's kind of that um, deprivation, you know. I've got to restrict, and then I can have all the treats and the cheats mm-hmm. on the days off, which are very often the weekend, aren't they? So yeah, that's a really good habit to have in place. And when you're working with your clients, how do you describe living healthy to them and why it's important?
1: Sure. I mean, I have a lot of people that come to me because they're either stuck or they're not motivated. And so my philosophy is I need you to add a little bit in at a time and not consider yourself going on a, like a whole diet and being like, okay, Monday starts my diet, right? Like, that's not what I want. I want you to just consistently eat well, well well-ish is kind of how I say, you know what I mean? Like it's what you do most of the time that matters and that means that there may be room for like a treat and a glass of wine and you might be going to a birthday party or you know something on the weekend to where you're doing, but you're not going to go into that all or nothing, right? You're going to go into mm. that still with the same balance that you practice during the week because you know that there's going to be other opportunities for you to have treats or have things like that. Um, and so clients come to me kind of wanting that. Um, The moderation, so to speak, you know, living in moderation, which it's never going to be perfect. But the more you practice it, the better you'll get at learning how to fuel your body and eat balanced and feel good about it, feel good about being disciplined most of the time.
0: Yeah, I really like that. And you mentioned their practicing, and obviously that links into habits, which I'm all about at Life Now Coaching. So how do you work with your clients to really help them to practice? Because we all know how difficult it is to get started and to keep the momentum and motivation going. Right. So
1: I know even like for myself, like emotional eating has always been an issue for me all throughout my teens, all throughout my twenties. And it wasn't until I hit 30 actually that I was just done. And I was, I was so fed up with starting a new diet, losing some weight, gaining it back. And that cycle that I was on. So I really wanted to dig deeper as to why I kept overeating in certain situations and why I was under eating In a lot of other situations, because it was almost like a game to me, you know, it was almost like I needed to go burn 600 calories in the gym, because later I knew that that meant that I could have a large plate of nachos, have some beers. And I just I wasn't balancing it right. So with my clients, I believe that accountability is key. My business is better health by accountability, because my clients are going to send me pictures of what they're eating throughout the day. And, um, my job is to give them guidance around that, you know, making sure that they're having enough protein, that they have the balance of fat and carbs in there too. And it also is going to make them pause and think about it first. What am I going to put in my body? Am I going to grab my kids leftovers that were sitting on the table and just eat them because they were there? Am I going to grab, you know, some crackers that are not going to give me any nutrients and pop them in my mouth, no- my mouth, just because they're there well, no, I'm going to have to show my coach what I'm eating. Right. And so it's in the beginning, it's almost like they're doing it and making wise choices to please me. (laughs) But that's, that's not the goal of this. The goal is so that they are going to be able to do this on their own when they're not working with me anymore. And I remind them of that all the time. Um, I'm also helping them to plan their workouts. I'm checking in with them to make sure that they get them done. I'm giving them reminders to drink enough water. Um, And sometimes we talk about other things like having a daily devotional or a morning routine, an evening routine, going to bed, getting sleep. So really like a holistic approach to health. And ensuring that they're not making excuses. That's why they come to me is because they keep making excuses to themselves. And they're like, I just need somebody on top of me. And if they're doing things consistently, the habits, like you said, they fall into place. And it's just, they, you know, they find food freedom and confidence and it's really fun. It's fun once you start getting control of your health.
0: Yeah, that's brilliant. So just touching on what you said at the start there about emotional eating and your journey with that, it would be great if you could talk a little bit more about that because the point you then made at the end about eating and food being fun is, I guess, the goal, isn't it? It's, we don't want to be constantly obsessing over what we eat and always having to think about it and worry. And so, yeah kind of what's your story, Ashley, and how did that lead you to do what you do now? Right. So at a very young age, when I was like six years old,
1: I was comparing myself to even like little girls around me. And I know some people are like, that is so young. How do you even remember that? Well, I had to wear a leotard and tights and I was going to be in this little ballet show. And I was, I was in tears. I was looking around and that was the first time I told my mom, like, I'm like, Mom, I'm fat. I'm mm-hmm. you know, and she was like, Honey, you're not fat. Like you're you're strong and you're healthy. I just um it's funny because doctors said I was gonna be like five ten and I'm actually only five four. So I think I grew um quickly when I was younger. Um, but also our parents didn't necessarily have all of the information that we have now. And sometimes we even have too much information now and people get confused. But I mean I didn't grow up drinking water as my main source of hydration. Like we were drinking juice, um, you know, and just labels. Our parents didn't read labels. I should speak for my own, you know? And so we were probably eating a lot of things that weren't good for us. So throughout my teen years, I was always like overweight and I would watch what other girls were eating. Um, especially like the same age as me and stuff. And I remember thinking like, how are they not eating all of that. Like I'm hungry. And so it's almost like sometimes I would eat their leftover. It was, it was just bad. It was like, but what I realized is through my twenties that I was doing those things because I was emotional. I was trying to make myself feel better by feeling really full. And the difference between satisfying physical hunger And emotional hunger is when you're eating, when you're emotional, you never are actually satisfied, so you keep going. And that's where like binging um, comes in. And I I don't necessarily, I think that there's like a wide range of binging disorders. I think that I could have been on the low range of that. Now, would I've eaten a whole entire large pizza, for example? No, I knew that I couldn't do that but what I have four or five, like maybe half of the pizza. Yeah, no problem. Um, and so again, I kept starting like, okay, I'm going to be really good. And I would track my calories and I would lose weight, um, in my twenties. But then I realized that once I was off whatever diet I was doing, I would gain it back again. So I was counting calories, but it wasn't necessarily the quality of the calories that I was eating, because again, I would like restrict. I might have like an egg for breakfast and I'd have like some fruit or some salad for lunch. But little did I know I wasn't fueling myself with enough protein to keep me full. And then again, by the end of the day, it was like I'd have a big dinner. I wondered why I was craving like wine and snacks at night. And it just was because I I was scared. I was scared. Like, like, you know, we talked about like I was actually scared to eat. A lot because I thought that that was going to make me gain weight. So I just had this like really rough relationship with food. I gained 50 pounds with my first pregnancy. I gained 45 pounds with my second pregnancy. And after I had her, I was, I was just done. So I started kind of watching other friends around me. I had made some new friends at the time because I was like in this new mom circle, you know, and I just, I had to start being vulnerable and being like, okay, I know this is going to sound weird, but like, can you tell me what you have for breakfast? (laughs) Can you tell me what you're having for lunch? Like, cause I feel lost. I feel confused. You know, you can look and research like what to eat. And, um, I I didn't necessarily want to have chicken at every meal, you know, I didn't want healthy eating to be boring. And so little by little, I learned not to fear food and not to think of my weight loss as a race, but to think of it as a journey and to learn from it. And now I know that to be sustainable and to keep the weight off, you have to do it slowly because if you just restrict and you stop eating sugar, you stop eating carbs, you're just... What about when you intro that in? You're not gonna know what to do with it and the weight's gonna go back on, you know? And so finding that was so, I can't even tell you, refreshing to me. And it just it I'm like happy. Like for the first time, I'm not not to say that I haven't been happy at periods in my life, but food is a big part of our life and our body image. And, you know, I shouldn't say that our weight matters, but you know, you want to be within that range, you know, that BMI that feels like healthy and comfortable to you. And so to be there, I just love to empower other women and show them that you can too. I know that it feels overwhelming, but if you're consistent, it will it'll happen, you know, and I've, I did have another baby (laughs) and I did post my progress on Instagram to lose the baby weight. And it wasn't for any reason other than to hold me accountable, which is why I'm so passionate about being accountable, but I've maintained my weight. I'm going to be 40 soon for almost 10 years, other than that little hump of having another baby. But yeah, it can be done. It's not easy. I have to work at it every day, but it can be done.
0: Yeah, our stories are so similar because I also really struggled and and I would say I still struggle with emotional eating, even though I do what I do, you know, probably from an older age than what you were at six, but I definitely became very aware of the size that I was. And, you know, I'm 46. And when I was young, very much like you There was no real knowledge and education about what you were eating. That's, you know, when microwaves first came out and processed food that came in a box that you could pop in the microwave was like a parent's dream, you know, (laughs) lots of um, quick meals, especially for lunchtimes uh, during school and so on. But, yeah, I grew up being really, um, yeah, disordered in my eating. I had a lot of years where I binged. Um I wasn't bulimic but I definitely had you know disordered eating and I used to really purge on food knowing that I was going to make myself sick afterwards um, and it's something that I've been very interested in since coming into this sector because of how I have still struggled and I see so many other women on this constant roller coaster of of emotions with food you know using it as a reward using it as a punishment you mentioned about counting calories and you know thinking well I've eaten that many calories now I've got to exercise to burn it off I was exactly the same I only exercised really as a sticky plaster for what was going wrong with my eating and it was only probably about six seven years ago that I really had a complete overhaul and reset in how I approached food and exercise and a lot of that came from the mindset and I think what you're touching on there is you know you can give people the information but they have to really understand what's going on and what their relationship with food is don't they to be able to make that change happen
1: yeah that's so true and I mean I do have a lot of clients that work with me and my accountability coaches that are also working alongside with a therapist at well as well You know, especially if you find yourself in your 40s and 50s and you've just, you've really never even worked on this before, it does take work. It does take pausing. I can't say that enough. Like, you have to be able to step away when you're having these like intense cravings for comfort, whatever it is to make you feel good, and be like, what is it that I actually am feeling right now? And and I know this is hard for me, and I think this is why I didn't do it for so long, is because you don't necessarily want to sit in those feelings and think about what's going on. Are you really stressed about how your child is doing in school, so you feel like ice cream is going to fix that? No, it's not going to fix that. You know, mm-hmm. Did you get in a fight with your husband or your partner, and now you're like, oh, I just want to go like through the drive-thru, or I want to drink a whole bottle of wine. Is that going to fix the situation? no, you're actually going to feel worse after you do that. So do you instead need to go take a bath? Do you need to call a friend? Do you need to call your mom? You know what I mean? like. So to be able to pause and ask yourself, am I actually hungry? Most of the time, the answer is no. And if you are hungry, you do need to eat, but I can tell you that you don't need to have something that's going to be crap or something that's not going to make you feel good um, to where you make yourself sick. Can you tell us a little bit more about a situation where you would eat and make yourself feel sick and then yeah what would you do in those situations would you throw up or would you just like <laughs> wait until you felt better
0: no I, I would throw up I used to have a part-time job in a bar when I was this was probably about age 19 20 and I'd come in really late say 11 midnight maybe after working in the bar and I would just go on this binge of Opening the biscuit tin, eating biscuits, having multiple slices of toast with lots of butter and jam on, ice cream. They were the three things that I used to have. And I used to do it in an order like that because I knew that when I ate the ice cream last, that's what would come up first when I was making myself sick. And it was so it's very intentional. And, and there were other times when I would go out to the shops knowing that I was going to buy things. To eat but think and it's fine because I'm going to have all of those calories and then I'll just be sick afterwards not known how it all worked and that I was still absorbing the the calories and some of that food but yeah the, it was something that I struggled with for quite a number of years and as I said that the emotional side of it's always been something that has been part of me but I've very much been able to have a great relationship with for those past kind of six years and yeah there's times when I do eat something or I do have have a couple of glasses of wine and then I think actually I didn't really need that I needed something and that's your point isn't it it's that actually we need something but we have these habits that make us think it's the food or in a lot of cases alcohol as well because we've become accustomed to that through our culture and again, you mentioned this, you know, that food plays such a huge part in our life and our society. You know, it's part of, for many of us, our lifestyle. And we've grown up, always known that. And so we choose food when we need comfort or when we want reward. And, you know, it's finding those other things, isn't it? And I love how you explain and because I do focus on that as well. And that's what I say to people for any number of situations things they're wanting to change is just press that pause button and just think you know is this how I want to react whether it's reacting say you know from a mindset point of view and thinking really negatively or losing your temper or patience or choosing in a situation to eat certain food and think actually is that what I really want or is this a situation where I just need something to make me feel better because I feel really tired and so I really like what you're emphasizing there, because that's what we're trying to share in this podcast, is how to build healthy habits and to just kind of recognise what might be going on for you and whether this is an area that's an area you struggle with and could actually, you know, improve and and make some very small changes, but feel much better overall. And so I just want to ask you a little bit more on, on that emotional side when you are working with people and what you see, because I know you focus a lot on anxiety as well. So kind of what is it that you see mainly coming through is there a pattern there that a lot of people seem to have that does stem from childhood and those habits that have been embedded from quite a young age
1: Yeah I as you were talking I was thinking of situations where I'll talk to a client on a phone or a potential client right who's interested in working with me and they'll say okay I really want to get started but I have a vacation coming up. I have a wedding I'm going to, I have a girl's night. And so they kind of almost think like, well, once I get through those things, then I'll start, I'll start the journey. And I always tell them, you're never going to have like three months blocked out to where you can just only focus on yourself. And it's only, only going to be you and (laughs) easy, especially if you're a mom out there and you have your, I mean, it's never really all about you. Right. And so I encourage them to get started on their journey of figuring this out, even when they have things going on, right? So for example, if I have a client who's going to be going out with their friends, sometimes they'll say, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm nervous. I have a ladies night out. Um, I'm starting to feel anxious about it because I know that they're going to order this. I know there's going to have drinks and I know they're going to have dessert and all these things, especially, I mean, ladies look around at who you're hanging with. Now I'm not saying you need to go find a whole bunch of other friends, but if you're continuously going out with people who are overdoing it on a regular basis, that's something to look into. I mean, and maybe you need to say no sometimes, but my my big thing is that you don't need to say no if these are people that you want to be hanging around and stuff, but you can say no at the table that you're sitting at. And I don't mean that, that, that you're going to be missing out on like the fun of what they're having and stuff. But if they're ordering like a bunch of appetizers and if they're getting these like decadent entrees and you know that they're, Oh, Oh, just have another drink. Oh, come on. We're having fun. Ladies not out. woohoo, Just have another drink. You can say, no, thank you. And you don't need an explanation. Yes. Sometimes people are going to give you trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, like, oh my gosh, are you on a diet again? You know, are you watching your weight again? Come on, you only live once. You don't need to, you know, I coach people through like how to handle those situations. And I also explain to them that if somebody is giving you a hard time about your choices and what you want to do, that is their own insecurity. And I can even say that from experience on how even maybe I've treated like, my mom or my sister or one of my best friends in the past, it's almost like it turns a switch on in you. That's like, well, maybe I shouldn't be eating those things, but if they're not going to eat them, then what does that say about me? If I'm eating, you know, and so it just makes (laughs) you analyze yourself. Um, And I do, I have a lot of women who struggle, I mean, just with anxiety and depression in general. And I feel like that could be a whole other podcast and topic but um again we are trying to treat those things and the way that we're feeling a lot of times we're treating them with food and sometimes we're not eating and we're under eating because of anxiety and if only we would feel our body well and eat sometimes when we aren't hungry it would make us feel better in our minds you know and so i don't know if you deal with that with people um as well but there are a lot of women who, who the emotional eating standpoint isn't all about overeating it's also about undereating and restricting too um and i just think it's so important to tell women like you, you can't um punish yourself for something that you did the night before let's say you went on a on you know a binge not even necessarily a binge but let's say you like really overdid it the night before that doesn't mean that you don't eat the next day. And that doesn't mean that you keep overeating four days at a time. Ladies, how many times have you done that where you're like, well, I screwed up yesterday. So I'm just going to yeah. finish <laughs> out the next three days. <laughs> and then on yeah. Monday, I'm going to start eating well again, you know? And so it's all about picking up the pieces and getting back on track sooner rather than later. And it's what you do most of the time that matters.
0: Yeah, there's so much there that just all comes together to say, you know, it's all about our mindset, isn't it? It's about the way we, we've we been taught and that story we've got in our head of everything always starts on a Monday. If it goes wrong during the week, even if it's a Wednesday, we'll just forget about it and start again next Monday. You know, if I'm going out on the weekend, I have to go all out. I can't just go out and have a good time and know that I've chosen what I want. I've got to get worked up beforehand and then I'm going to just end up caving in and then feel guilty the next day. And I'm sure when many people listening will be able to resonate with that, that, you know, those stories have been repeated so many times through our lives. And it is really all about getting to a point if you mentioned it right at the start of just being normal, of just knowing it doesn't matter what day of the week it is, I can eat what I want to eat because I'm I'm now aware of what I put into my body and what it does to me and how I feel on the back of that. Um, and I know you've got, have you got two daughters, Ashley? Yes, I
1: have. Yes, an two older da- son, mm. and I have two daughters. Two yeah. daughters,
0: yeah. So I've got one daughter, and obviously we've spoken about a lot of our. Challenges with food and our weight stemming really, you know, early in our childhood, and that's something that as a mother really has, you know, been on my mind since having my daughter. Really about how I can make sure she doesn't have the same relationship that I've had with food. And my daughter also has celiac disease, which does mean that there's always a focus on food. She was diagnosed when she was seven. but yeah, I just wonder because that's something I really focus on in my business as well around helping to normalise healthy habits so that kids do grow up just knowing what a healthy lifestyle is so that we can try and avoid some of these things that have really plagued not just women, I know that do definitely affect men as well, to have this this really strong unhealthy relationship with food. So, you know, how have you managed that as a parent? yeah, and that's something um that's something I talk to my
1: clients about too, is like our little ones are watching us, right? And my girls are still little. They're seven and three. And so they've never known, I mean, in their life, they've never known a mom who has not been exercising, who has not been eating, you know, fruits and vegetables and making sure that I have protein in every meal because again, my journey started. Right then, and I think knowing that I was even pregnant with a girl, I was like, okay, all right, I have to be like a really good example to her. You yeah. know what I mean? And show her sometimes, like I like last week, for example. Like she said, something. I was giving the kids ice cream for dessert after their they had their dinner, and um, my son said my son was getting it, and he goes, "Mom, do you want some?" And Brinley, my middle daughter, she goes, "No, mom doesn't eat dessert," and I'm like friendly. (laughs) That's not true. I said, I like, if I am going to have a little bit of dessert, I like to wait until you guys are in bed (laughs) so that I can actually enjoy it and think about what I'm eating. You know what I mean? And so anyways, we kind of had a laugh around that and stuff. No, I'm like, no, I definitely have dessert, but I have to really, really not only want it, but like it because a tip that I give my clients, it's like, just because you're at a birthday party and you're celebrating a birthday. I used to be that person that like, no matter what, I was almost like afraid to hurt somebody's feelings. So I was like, sure. Like even at a kid's birthday party, sure. I'll have some. And I realized I'm not, I don't even like this. You know what I mean? I'd have a couple bites of it. And then I would just finish eating it for no reason. Now, sometimes i will just take a bite. And if I'm not like, Oh my gosh, that was so good. I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't need this. Cause I know that's going to be like, whatever, we'll call it 500 calories for that small little piece. And it's like, no, I worked hard today. Like, I don't, I don't feel that I need to have that, you know? Um, and, and again, it's showing your kids that you can have a balance in teaching them to like, when they come home from school and they're hungry, like, I don't want them to just grab for chips. Like, because then they're going to come to me four seconds later and still say that they're hungry again. So it's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. You can have some chips. And I try to buy like the healthy kind of chips. Um, But I also want you to pick like a vegetable to go with that, like some carrot sticks or something. And then I'm going to roll up some turkey for you or something to where like, it is balanced. And even my 10 year old, like has a really good grasp on this now, um, which is so cool. And I'll even see him like, critiquing my husband sometimes too. He's like, dad, that's just all carbs. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, living Mm. with a health coach, isn't like the best thing ever, but back to what we were saying about, um, eating regularly and making sure that no matter what day of the week it is and stuff, I find that clients can drop off from exercise so quickly too. They'll tell Mm. me like, well, the summer was just busy. And so I just, I just kind of stopped my exercise routine this summer. (laughs) that's like three months of time. Like you don't get to just stop. Now, granted, I know that we go through seasons and stuff like that, but it's important to find something that you can continue to do when the different seasons of life get busy. You know what I mean? And your podcast get healthy now. It's like, you got to do something now. You don't get to just keep putting it off and I think that that's important to show our kids. Like, even if we go on vacation with them, like you, you better bet we're going to be going on a hike. We'll find somebody to go. We'll find a place to go on a walk. I'll throw on a twenty-minute YouTube video to do. You know, like that. Just because you're doing something else and you're experiencing something new doesn't mean that you're out of your routine of eating like some fruits and some vegetables. Like, do you indulge a little bit more? Probably, um, but you just have to find that balance because when you find it and you grasp it, and you have it, that's when you're really living that healthy lifestyle that all of us want. I don't think any of us anybody says, oh, I don't want that. I want to just go all out, and then I want to diet again. Like, that sucks. It's not fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I think that's a really good way to wrap everything up, is that balance is what it's about, and it's about making it fit with your lifestyle. And you've given some great ways there of how in your family – you're trying to create a very achievable, normal family lifestyle that has you eating lots of different foods, exercising together in ways that don't even, you know, present themselves as exercise. It's fun. It's You're a family. You go out, you go to the park, you go on a walk, you're on holiday, you go on sightseeing. That's, you know, your, your movement for the day and so on. And that's exactly where I come from as well. And the message you know, I want people to have is that it is about balance. You can't just put yourself on a diet for two weeks, even less sometimes, you know, or maybe a month or so and think, right, I've got that holiday, I'm going to diet. Then once I've done it, I can go back to normal life Phew, forget about all of that stuff that's too hard it is about finding what works for you isn't it um so just on that is there any one thing that you would say to listeners that they can do to get started on this is there a really simple step that's something which works well with yourself and your clients yeah
1: absolutely I think my number one tip which seems so simple is make sure you're drinking enough water. I want you to start with a big cup of water in the morning. Um, water Drinking water is known to increase your metabolism. Not a ton. It's not going to start going like this, but it does yeah. help. And it makes you think about, again, if you're actually hungry or if you're dehydrated. I think that would be one of my number one tips, truly. And don't eliminate any food groups unless you have to, like your daughter. Um, and just make sure you're having protein. At every meal. And if you don't know what protein is, and you don't know what good sources are, that's what Google's for. (laughs) And if you start Googling all these things, and you're confused, and you know what you need to do, but you're not getting started, then you probably need some support and accountability and that's what we can do for you
0: (laughs) yeah oh that's amazing yeah so um I've just got a really fun little either or quiz for you to tell me out of the each pair which one you would have or maybe you've probably already got it as one of your habits so five healthy habits which one would be for you so walking or running
1: uh walking
0: yeah I know the answer to the next one then water or juice. Well,
1: I'm going to say water. I actually don't even buy <laughs> juice at home anymore at all. You know, I'd rather get it yeah. than fruit, natural fruit.
0: Yeah, great. Me too. A morning or a bedtime routine?
1: Oh, I'd say a good morning routine so that you don't just hop and get into work and get overwhelmed and stressed before your day's actually started.
0: Yeah. And then when it comes to kind of relaxation and restoration, do you prefer time on your own or time with others?
1: That's such a loaded question because I love people, but at the end of the day with my family and my three kids, I would like to be alone. But if a girlfriend <laughs> texts me, you you bet I'm probably going to go to her house.
0: <laughs> and then um, finally, meditation or journaling? Journaling.
1: Yeah, I love journaling. I love reading my Bible and writing scriptures and yeah. Yeah, it helps me to focus.
0: Oh, great. So just finally, um, one piece of advice that you could give listeners to help them start living healthy right now.
1: Yeah, you don't need to wait till the new year. (laughs) That would be (laughs) my best advice. And you don't need to have like a specific meal plan or like a specific routine. If you can just kind of plan your day, day to day and give yourself a couple of options. Okay, these are a couple of breakfasts that I like, couple lunches maybe pick five dinners that you and your family enjoy and just get them on a rotation and make it easy on yourself. You're, you're going to stick to it more than if you wake up one day and you're like, all right, I'm going to make a healthy recipe. And you find something with like 30 ingredients. Like that's just not something you're going to do every day. So make it easy and simple. And, um, if you don't usually eat like vegetables in general, make one today.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And and it has to be simple, doesn't it? And I think that's a game with food where a lot of people go wrong is, you know, there's so much choice out there and people see all of these recipes online and these amazing meals and they think, oh, God, I couldn't possibly do that because there's just too much in it. But like you said, just to strip it back, find a few meals that you can kind of nail, make part of your regular family mealtime routine and just keep repeating those and get more comfortable I think before you then start to to move on and expand your repertoire a bit yeah
1: no absolutely I couldn't believe more I think we're on the same page there
0: for sure great so Ashley yeah do you want to share with us where we can find you and a little bit more about your business and I think you've got something that you can offer our listeners as well to get started with building their own healthy and very normal life
1: yeah. So you can find my website, betterhealthbyaccountability.com And I have like a freebie on there. It's how to live your life like a normal person without having FOMO, <laughs> which I'm like, so I get FOMO really easily. So like if somebody tells me I have to be on this health journey and I can't have fun, forget it. I'm not going to do it. So go pick that freebie up. Um, and also I hang out on Instagram mostly at better health by accountability. So come say hi to me there and you can ask me any questions. Um, our accountability, um, packages are usually either six weeks or 12 weeks long. And if you just need a kick in the butt and you need somebody to help plan and give you guidance and keep you on track and make sure that you don't quit by, you know, Thursday this time, um, yeah, reach (laughs) out to us and it's. We have a lot of fun and we make friends Mm -hmm. with our clients and stuff. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it definitely looks fun. For having me. You're very welcome, Ashley. Yeah. And I follow you guys on Instagram and I see you do have lots of fun and there's lots of very normal inspiration there. So yeah, check Ashley out. I'll put all of the links in the show notes as well. So thanks again, Ashley. Yeah, it's been really great having you on as the very first guest. So I look forward to keeping in touch and connecting more in the future.
1: Well, I appreciate you and I hope you have a wonderful day. And I can't wait to listen back at your first podcast, <laughs> first guest podcast. <laughs> Yay.
0: Thanks, Ashley. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please remember to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode it would be really appreciated if you could leave a rating and review so other people can find us and build their own healthy happy life you can follow life now coaching on all social media platforms and visit our website at lifenow.uk links are in the show description i hope you enjoyed today's conversation and can't wait to see you again next week for more tips on living healthy and happy right now take care